Welcome to Refreshing Word, a life-changing experience with Bishop David Yali of Catch the Anointing Center, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Bishop Yali is a medical doctor by profession and the resident bishop of the Rose of Sharon Cathedral, La Accra, Ghana. He has an insight into the Word of God and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now for a life-changing and refreshing experience with Refreshing Word. Said is your name, O Father of our Lord Jesus. Blessed your name is Holy Spirit. Your name, Holy Spirit, is prefixed with holy. We say holy to the Father, holy to the Son, holy to the Holy Ghost. We worship you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you. Thank you that we are born again. Thank you what the enemy meant for evil. You meant it for good. Blessed be God your name. In the name of Jesus. Father in heaven, creator of the universe. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost is your name. Heaven cannot contain you, Father. The earth is a full stool. We are like worms before you, Lord. Yet, you became like us to die for us. We dip ourselves in the blood of the Lord Jesus. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse our hearts and our mind. Make them ready for the word of God. Now, Holy Spirit, teach out the word of God. Holy Spirit, the revelation of the Word of God. Holy Spirit, the revelation of Jesus and the Father. Look on the blood of the Son of God. Open up the scriptures. Give us understanding. Write them on our hearts. Write them on our minds. Oh, let the seven eyes of the Lord Watch over this service. Reconcile this service in heaven in the Son of God. Let it be about heaven, even in this place. Seize the service. Seize the atmosphere. It is yours. Let the hosts of angels take their positions. Take your place in our heart in the service. King of glory. Lord Jesus, Almighty God, we bind whatever is not of you. We bind voices and lying spirits. Cast them out of our lives. And let the truth of the voice of the Holy Ghost be heard in the teaching of the Word of God. Take all of me, spirit, soul, and body. Use every part of me for your glory. I worship you, Lord. Jesus' name. And let everybody say Amen. Let me sit in the presence of God. 
say, neighbor, you didn't invite somebody to church. This whole um, week, it's a Galatians, whole man is a Galatians 6 6. And um, we are supposed to win souls. So, um, sent up apostles and pastors. This Saturday, we want to see you mobilize all your centers and the percentage that are you till the 29th. It's a full mobilization to um, thank God for the life of the gift that He has given to us. Amen. Well, I'm sharing the topic as wise as a serpent. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. How many of you brought your Bibles? So, I think next week, anybody who brings a phone, we're going to seize it. And we'll give it to you after service. We are on a campaign to make visible the Bible again. So, we want all of you to get a hard copy. Thank God for your tablet, but we want to see the hard copy because the generation that is coming, they don't even know what a Bible is. Amen. They don't even know where the book of Job is. They have never heard about Job, which is very serious. I will pray that the Holy Ghost tear us up our hearts and bring the Bible back again. So Matthew 10, 16. Is God speaking? He says, I send you forth a sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore as wise as a serpent and as harmless as doves. Now, God, the world is a vicious place. The world is a difficult place. The world has no mercy for, for people. I mean, we just witnessed what is happening in Israel. I mean, where people just move into Israel, massacre, abduct, and then Israel now also now has to retaliate. You see, no matter how you explain it, wrong is wrong. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, if you provoke somebody, he will also not, not. Even if you, if, no matter what, 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 what you're even saying, you know, the action is wrong. But, but that's the world. So you see, innocent lives are being lost. Are you understand what I'm saying? And you see that in this world, people don't have mercy. People do anything for money. They don't care about, they don't mind whether they have to walk over you and boot you, cut you. That's how the world is. If they have to sacrifice you, they will sacrifice you. Are you understand what I'm saying? 
is a very wicked world. You are innocently walking around, but somebody's planning against you, plotting. Israel is traveling, and somebody goes to high Edujuman, Balaam, come and curse them. I mean, they don't even, they're like, you have not even done them anything. You are just walking through a land. It is so, Jesus says, to be able to survive, you must be my sheep. But then a sheep doesn't have a certain wisdom. So you have to then learn the wisdom of the serpent. Now, the serpent was made by Jesus himself. And Jesus, God put into the serpent a certain wisdom. Even though Satan corrupted the wisdom of the serpent. But the original wisdom which is still even has and possesses is what the serpent has been able to use and deploy and he, the serpent can survive among human beings. All wild animals have run away from human beings. They've all run away. There's no lion in Accra. And if you see a lion in, a, in Accra on the street, who does, hey, now, we even went as a lion. Mboyo. I understand, because we are surprised you are walking the streets. That it means that you are a tame animal. But for snakes, they are all over. Hiding amongst us. And they are surviving. And we are afraid of them. So what is it that makes a snake be able to grow and prosper and we fear them? Jesus, Jesus said, that's what you must also have. So you can also be properly respected by wolves in the world. Amen. And he said, that thing is wisdom. You know, wisdom is very, very important. Sometimes people think that the spirit of God is just falling down. Now, after you have fallen down under the power of God, okay, when you go home, look, you have to cook for your husband. Yes. You have to bath, you have to eat, you have to plan out time, you have to do, you have to use your mind. So it's not just only falling under the power. I like falling under the power. I like the Holy Ghost to do them, but the Holy Ghost is also not that alone. Holy Ghost is also wisdom. It's spread of wisdom. That's why he can make a sea and calculate quantity of salt that should be in the sea that fishes can survive. It's been calculated by God. I understand, understand what I'm saying. So you need wisdom. Proverbs 4, 7 said that wisdom is the principal thing. So you see Jesus even growing up as a little child in Luke 2.40, the Bible said the child grew in wisdom. Amen. Which made Jesus to think in a certain way. You see, the way you think is what will make you or make you. And God said that you need to think in a certain way. Think like the serpent thinks. Now, one of the things, the wisdom of the serpent is that they are masters at frugality. When I say frugal, a frugal person doesn't waste. Doesn't waste things. You see, so when you see somebody who has made it, you see that they don't waste at all. They don't waste. 
But you see people, poor people, rather wasting. So you, you look at maybe African countries. We are not rich countries, but you see that we waste. We waste. We waste human resource. There are very, very intelligent and great people in Africa. But you see, in Africa, when we are voting, you see, either you are from my hometown, you are my tribe, are you understanding what I mean? Or you can talk well, or you are a nice man. But if, if you are ugly and wise, who will vote for you? Look, there are people who can fix Ghana. Yes, even me, I know some. If you see me secret, I can mention seven people who can fix Ghana. Some, some are even pastors. Yes, if you leave them, they will genuinely, heartily fix their nation. So we waste resources. Look at our beach, beach lines. We poo poo at the beach line. We put uh, the, 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 the waste, we pump them in. When people are making a lot of money, beach resorts and everything, it is wasted. You find an office, you find about a lot of people in that office, and they go to and they, and they sit there and read papers. They don't do anything. Social media. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, that is Africa, but now let us come to you. You see, because you cannot change Africa. Or you cannot change her, but you can change yourself. I mean, if God hasn't changed Ghana, at least he has been able to change you. You are born again. And you, the spirit of God lives inside of you. So it means that if the world doesn't change, you can change. And Jesus is saying you need a certain wisdom. And the wisdom is what? Frugality. Now, when the serpent or the snake swall gets an antelope like this, it will swallow all, all the horns, the hooves, everything. There's no wastage. Lions may eat and maybe leave the bones and go away. But for a serpent, it swallows everything. No waste. Nothing is wasted. And that wisdom, okay, is what has kept him. Because, you see, assuming that, you see, and, and when he saw the animal, it goes to hide. It can hide now for the thing to digest for a very long time. Rather than every time looking around, they'll even kill you. You see, so rather than eat a bit, and going to look for another one, eat a bit, so that every time you are being exposed and things, no. It's like once when we were children, we realized that our parents didn't waste food. You see, by the modern day 21st century parents, they waste food, the children also waste food. I mean, when we were children, when we bought rice and some is left, it's kept for the following day 
to be eating. When we even pondered fufu, and some is left, he said, but you will not eat yesterday's fufu. But we used to eat yesterday's fufu. They just sprinkle some put it there. The following day, we just warm it. Entirely, the texture is not the same, but at least, like a certain man said, you only want your stomach to smile. When the stomach gets food, it smiles, whether it's gari and soto or fried bread, whatever. Once are you full? Yes, I'm full. The stomach is happy. The stomach is not worried about what goes inside. So you see Jesus, the greatest example of humanity. God comes into the world. He has power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was, is so powerful and supernatural. Let me tell you, Jesus is not like me and you. Even though he took our form and lived and felt what we felt, he still had something that we don't have. Because he was born by God, the Holy Spirit. Not by human sperm. So Mary even didn't produce an egg. He was Adam, he would have been an Adamic, but he was incorruptible and carried so much anointing of the Holy Ghost. He could walk on water, he could raise the dead. Yet Jesus meets, has 5,000 men visitors in John 6, 10,000 women visitors, 15,000 children, because the women are always more than the men. And he has about 30,000 people. And he has five loaves of bread. And he prays and thanks God. And the Holy Ghost hits it. Boom. I mean, a man that can multiply food. I mean, it's like I've invited all of you. I have only one fried rice. I said, in the name of Jesus. And the Holy Ghost just multiplies it. And everybody has food. When some is left, I saw, leave it. Tomorrow too, when you come, we'll multiply. But Jesus in spite of the power used his wisdom. John says 12, he said, he said, gather all the fragments that nothing is lost. You see, but you don't gather fragments. You don't gather coins. You don't gather little, little money because you don't respect little money, but you must respect little money. You must respect little things. Little drops is what makes a mighty ocean. But when you waste little, you are wasting things. So we are used to wasting, 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 wasting. Our lights are on. Our water is running. You know, your bathroom water is even running. You don't even care. Oh, you hear that water? You don't even close it because you don't care. But what you don't know is that a bill is coming to you. You, you will see broken, broken, how do you call it, uh, pipes on the road. And there's nothing. Nobody fixes it. Ghana water also now can fix it. It can run. Everything is just waste. Waste resources. But people don't waste anything. Even the poop. They say they like the poop. And they separate the poop. And they are using the poop to do other things. The poop. They are using it to do fertilizers. They are using it to produce biogas. And you can pour your own in the sea. (laughs) 
recycling. In fact, I got to learn, even road when they when they scrape the roads of the, the, the surface of this thing, they can recycle and come and uh, use it again. It's but we when we grade it, we throw it away. So Jesus said, God, and in verse 13, my Jesus. When they gathered, they had 12 baskets. That's a wise man. But we see another guy in Luke 15 verse 11. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, give me the portion of goods that belonged unto me. And his father divided unto him his living. Verse 13. And not many days after, 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 eh, the younger son, he guarded all the riches. While Jesus was gathering fragments, this man, you are, you are not a supernatural person. You don't have anointing. You don't have power. You can't multiply things. And you don't look at the wisdom of the one who has anointing and still has a wisdom to learn of his wisdom that we gather fragments. We don't gather all the main lesson. And when he gathered, he went into a far country, far away from his father. And then what? Bible says he wasted. So that is the opposite of frugality. That's prodigality. He wasted his substance on riotous living. Wastes. And after you are spent of 14, there arose a mighty famine. Hey, you see, it is called the unpredictability of tomorrow. You can't predict tomorrow. The fact that today is good doesn't tomorrow be good. Yes. That's why we plan. We don't waste. And he began to be in want. 15 and he went and joined himself to a certain of a certain of the country and he sent him to feed swine 16 and he he would have faint have filled his what uh, his belly with the house that the swine did eat and no man gave to him verse 17 and when he came to his senses he said to himself ah oh, how many high servants of my fathers have bread enough to eat and despair. Now, he recognized that his father had a certain wisdom. How many of the high servants have bread enough and despair? In other words, it's when there's enough and despair, we keep despair. We don't destroy despair. He acknowledged his father's ability to gather spares. That's why his father was rich. And I praise with hunger. Now, when you look at this story, you see Jesus giving us glimpses into how sometimes frugality is not applied in our lives and not the prodigality. So, we want to look at a few things that this man wasted. Because, you see, to be prodigal means to be to be uh, extra 
is to uh, waste extravagantly or reckless spending of money or of resources. You see, a resource is anything, okay, that you can, you can use, okay, to function well. Whether it's an organization, whether it's a church, whether it's a personal life, anything that you can use to function well is a resource. That's why we have human resource at the workplace. So like this, the human resource. You need this human resource to be able to function well. In the church, we have human resources. Shepherds, pastors, workers, they are all human resources. Without them, certain things don't go on. Are you understand what I'm saying? Okay? So anything that can be used to function well also can be wasted. So, the first thing that we see this guy not being frugal but waste, uh, waste about was that he wasted his relationships. You see, you can waste your relationship. Your relationship is the resource of God that the Lord gives you. He gives you people. I'm not talking about bad relationships. Those are given by devils, by the devil. When God is giving you his relationships, he gives you relationships that will inure to your benefits. Relationships that will be a blessing to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody can change your life. Somebody can give you advice. Somebody can help you. Somebody can make you better. Somebody can even make you learn things that you didn't learn. David was a bushman in the, in the forest taking care of sheep and all, all, all those things. And then he was brought into the house of King Saul. Okay, a king who meets prime ministers and president and all that. So for the first time, he's, he's, in, the, he's in the king's palace. He has to learn how to eat. Even to eat. You have to learn how to, how to use cutlery. How to meet diplomats. All those things. You see, that human resource bettered his life. Because one day he also became. And then he would have become a king and he's a bushman. So people also come into your life and they make your life better. Are you understand what I'm saying? Even sometimes the church is the reason why you even dress well. Yes. You know yourself. Now, so in the relationship, the first thing, the first thing he was about relationship was this, the, 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 the position of a son. You know, the position of, this, of a son is the greatest and highest relationship in, that God ever made. There are different relationships. But son and father or father and daughter is the greatest relationship. Because that is the relationship between the father and the and, and son. When Jesus came to the world, the angel said that he's the son of the Holy Ghost. Son. Only sons are given inheritance. In Hebrews 1.5, it says, which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, today I'll be gotten you. I'll be, a, I'll be a father to you. You shall be my son and I'll be a father to you. So as a son, in the house. 
He was not broke. He was blessed in the household. As a son. That was why he could even ask for inheritance. But thanks, I don't need you as my father. I want to be on my own. At least, even if you want to be on your own, cry. at least, why don't you buy the next house so that at least you are still close? But he went far. I don't need anybody's input. And because he lost that, that flow, something that used to flow into his life also ceased. You see, God has designed, it's, it's a mystery. Our fathers, no matter how some way your father is, God can still use your father to bless you. Yes. My father was very strong. Was a very strong person. I mean, he was a very strong call. I mean, every time he took charge, wherever he was, and he knew how to talk. So when people even had issues, they would come and call him. When he speaks, everybody is like, he will handle the issue uh, when he settles, understanding has come. You see, but we didn't like it. It's too hard. We even gave him a nickname. His brother, who was more tolerant, we liked it. Because he, like, everything goes. So the children could drink, could do this. But we, you have to hide. Too busy for you. It too be easy. And he was pushing us as, as early as class one. My father woke me up to learn at dawn. He didn't have the opportunity to go to school, so he was on us. When he travels outside, he the things he buys are books, pens. Those are, those are the things. There's no set. No, 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 no. That is travel budget. No, no. Books, pens. They come and share. Share it for his brother's children. <laughs> but as we grew up, I realized that he was one of the best fathers that God gave me. You know, I appreciate it. When I met my father-in-law, I always tell my, tell my wife, I said, look, you have a very good father. I always tell her, you have a good father. You have a good father. If you see, 
Because there's a certain connection. You see that God may use that and to bless your life. Now, because fatherliness is, is total and all of us are falling short of the glory of God, every father has a shortcoming. So based on that shortcoming, Jesus said, don't call anybody a father, only God a father. Because he's the only person who is a father. So God the father also, now also gives everybody different fathers. So you see at the point in your life, you see God brings other people who come into your life, who are like fathers. Some, some may be, even be older than who are like fathers to you and they guide you and they help you. That is why in the Catholic church they call the pastor father. So then God brings us into a, into a church and he's a father. Every church has the father of the ministry. Because it will take a man to form a household. Pastor Ben has his household, his wife and two children. That's his household. So it takes a man, one person to form a household. So whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not, or you accept or you don't accept, when it comes to the household of UD or UO, there is a father. It doesn't, you see, it doesn't matter what you think. You have to go to the Bible. Paul said in Colossians 1.25, he said, wherefore I was made a minister according to the grace of God. Is according to the grace? According to the dispensation of God given to me for you, for you. That word dispensation means a steward of a household. And said, God gave me that to be a steward of this household for you. So, if you are in the church and then you, 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 you become, you don't become prodigal of your sonship or your daughtership, then you stay as a son or as a daughter of Bishop Dahiot Mills, wherever you are, whether you are in the age, so that whatever is on him, whatever grace is on him, flows from him into your life. And they are so spiritual that you cannot tangibly even see it. That I can tell you, if you want a microscope to see, you will see it. It's, it is so spiritual. The way things flow, you don't have to shake his hand. It is your spiritual state in the realm of the spirit as a son that determines that. So that if you're in the church or whatever church you find yourself, don't waste your sonship. If the prodigal son had looked at his father, how great his father was, 
He will not have wasted. Sometimes you have to open and see how great my father is. How great a bishop dark is. How God has lifted him and all that. That should make you see that look, if I stay as a son, I can make it. But he wasted it. So, a certain grace just the second thing that you, you get from the, from the relationship is covering. There is a covering. I don't know. I also, I also, I also can't explain. But the Bible says in Hebrews 13 verse 17, it says, Obey, obey them that have rule. Anybody who has rule over you, obey. Whether it's your biological father, mother, spiritual father, your husband, your boss, obey them that have rule over you, for they watch over your soul. So it's not no watch over your body, but they watch over your soul. So your soul is being watched. It's like, like Jesus said that, oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you that that, that killeth the prophets. If you had Followed me, I would. I tried to gather you like a hand under my cheeks, but you would not. Therefore, your house shall suffer desolation. It's like God came as a father. He wanted to hide them under. He said the hawks would not catch them. They said no. You see your house. Until you say, "Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord." Now I'll send pastors and say, "Blessed is this one who comes in the name of the Lord." Now you didn't receive, but if you receive those that have sent, you still have the covering. There is a covering in the spirit. Sometimes some of the problems that we have is because we waste our, the relationship and waste the covering. So we are exposed to all kinds of things that shouldn't have come to us. One day I had a dream. A dream. I saw a man two sizes my, 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 my size come to fight me. When I looked, I said, this man can't fight him. So I saw a pastor. He's a bishop now. I said, please, call me my pastor. When the man heard, call me my pastor, he ran away. When I woke up, the Lord said, look, your pastor covers you. Don't waste your covering. It's a resource you need to function well. It's an intangible resource. And number three in the relationship, he wasted advice or counsel. Proverbs eleven fourteen. Jesus, what a Jesus. When no counsel is, the people fall. You see, you're not wiser than God. Where there's no advice, people fall. So, people fall on a flat because nobody was there to advise them. And the prodigal boy fell flat in life because nobody was there to advise them. These prostitutes, 
these things that you are following. It's dangerous. So it's dangerous. So and you just he 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 here, and then everything got finished. But in the multitude of counselors, they saved him. If his father was around, I advised him. There's some things if you're going to ask his father, his father would have told him. Sometimes I wish my father was alive. It was later when he passed I didn't ask him some questions. And he would have given me his mind. And your father won't give you bad advice. He may even give you his own experience, his bad experiences as an advice for that. I don't want you to make the same mistake. Don't waste the advice. Let me tell you, a, a, a lot of the preaching is advice. Is it, as I'm even talking to you right now, I'm, I'm just advising you. It's called counsel. The Holy Ghost comes as for a counsel just to advise you. And number four in a relationship, he wasted having a brother. What did he waste? He wasted having what? A brother. Because there were only two sons, two brothers. You want to be a lonely brother. Ooh! He was alone out there. Your brother that you, you, you know, the way you see how we talk with our senior brothers or senior sisters, he wasted his own. Who do you talk to? Who do you talk to? Hebrews 13, verse 1 says, Let brotherly love continue. But he wasted it. Don't waste it all. Don't waste the relationship that you have. All. Let's stop fighting with our brothers and sisters. Let's stop. Don't let's not waste it. Look, the day they will not be around, that's when your regrets will come. Even if your brothers are some way, call them, talk. Don't waste it. Don't waste relationship, whatever relationship that you have. Don't waste it. Don't waste your marriage. And my wife was like this. Or she can't cut work. She, she just can't like that. Look, that's your portion. That is what? Your portion. Ecclesiastes 9 9. So that is your portion. That's what God has given you. That's your portion. Testament, don't be a bushman. One day I went for a party, a wedding party, and they served me and they brought me some chicken. Oh, the chicken, I think that the chicken you know, it had fasted for 10 days before they killed it. And I saw my other colleague 
his chicken was fat and they added pie. They didn't add pie. I was eyeing his own. But I had to restrain myself because I felt like taking his own. And, but I restrained myself because they would have said that I'm a bushman. But that was what? My portion. So you two, if, if this is your portion, that is your portion. Now, number two, he wasted his, his finances. You know, you can waste money. He had a lot of money. What did he do? He wasted it. Proverbs 23, verse 21. See what the Holy Spirit is saying. Mighty Holy Ghost. It says... For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty. And drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. Drowsiness. You see, to be a drunkard is to drink too much. If you just drink one, don't call it drunkard. But drunkard means that you drink too much. And a glutton also means that you eat too much. You eat too much. You have eaten your food. But when you see Coca-Cola, give me Coca-Cola, give me trophy, give me pokey. It's like everything you eat. It's quite a glutton. And so you are wasting money to drink and to eat a lot. Bible says you can't poverty. You see, and the two of them, they produce drowsiness. When you drink, you feel drowsy. When you eat a lot, you also feel drowsy. You want to go and sleep. And say, it shall come to rocks. So this guy was drinking eating, wasting money until he became drowsy and now he, he sold all he had. Even his sets came to rocks. Because for somebody to employ you to feed pigs, you know, in Israel, they don't eat, they don't eat pigs because one of the Old Testament abominations. So you don't find people rearing pigs. So for someone to turn it to, it's like they, they sent him to one of the lowest because he was full of rags. Because he was wasting money. You see, you have to cut your coat according to your size. When you cut your coat according to your size, you know waste money. So as a believer, Romans 12, 2 says that do not be conformed. Do not be what? Conformed to this world. In other words, don't take the shape of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. So what the Bible is saying is that if you don't take the shape of the world, then you, you will be transformed or changed just by thinking wisdom, renewing your mind with God's wisdom. It changes you so that you can prove the will of God. You see, the will of God is so mysterious. Hey! That when you follow, you are even following, you don't even know where it will lead to. You see, but the end is good. But sometimes, the will is so mysterious that, are you understand me? If you don't renew your mind with the word of God, you can easily say, no, you are doing the wrong thing. I mean, can you imagine Jesus on the cross as the will of God? You would do like to die on the cross. But that was my part of the world. For Jesus to have a glory and receive a name that the Holy Ghost and the Father and Jesus himself will invest their name in Jesus. So he will have a name above all names. That was the cross. By his mind, Peter's mind was not renewed and said, no, 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 you cannot go to the cross. So the more you read the word of God and your mind renews, you change from a cocoon or a lava into a butterfly. It's a transformational change. And verse 3, then the Paul said, now I say through the grace of God given to me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to but let him think soberly as God has dealt with him according to the measure of faith. So God has given everybody a measure of faith. So you think soberly. Recently, I was trying, I was thinking of doing something in the church. But later I realized that no, I have to reduce it. And when I reduced it, my I said, this is my feet level. It's you could have some levels. It's like putting, putting a, a VW engine in an articulator. I said, no. But when I reduced it, no, I felt more at peace. That this thing is doable. So everybody has this, so let me also, let me also do this. But it's not it. Oh, wonderful spirit of the living Lord. So, your measure, your level, think according to your level. And don't overestimate yourself. If you are not, you are not. Overestimation will make you buy clothes that are too expensive for you. So you spend so much on clothes because you want to be in, in a certain class. So you are, you are always broke. You always owe. 
as well people who have credit cards. Sometimes the credit card is it they are using the credit card to buy clothes. And they don't have money abroad. But if you were to cut your coat according to your level, you see that overestimation will make you want to take your children to a certain type of school. Where you can pay. You can pay. And you start wasting. Especially wives who like comparing uh, husband to husband. And you say, oh, you know, this person's husband has done this for her. You don't do anything, then you have squeezed your face and all those. And look, you turn your husband into a thief. Or you turn your husband into borrowing. You know, it's under pressure. When you cut your coat according to yourself, science. Overestimation. Once you make it go for a loan and go and rent a place, it's easily gone. So everybody will see that. Meanwhile, you are you are now. Why don't you have, why don't you have your one room here and live with it and start your life and uh, then build somewhere small, small with less stress. But you want to raise yourself up, so you want like what do you call it? Uh, some some three bedrooms in uh, uh, East Legon, where the rent is five thousand Ghana cities or three thousand, and you can't sustain it. You can't. So people waste. Because they compare themselves to others. And they are not wise. And they compare themselves to others and not what? Wise. They don't have the wisdom of the serpent. So they waste. I'm not saying that you should dress bojo, 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 but don't compare yourself to others. Just cut your coat and be a wise person. You see that you eventually have money. And let me tell you, see, we are all at different levels, even as we are even as sitting here. Everybody's level is different. Everybody's salary is different. you'll be envious, angry for nothing. You'll be wasting but when you understand that look you can be a happy person oh yes oh yes oh yes
one day, I was telling my church members to Korea, I said, you have to buy a car. Look for some old VW. But now the price are very, it's out of a system, very cheap. And drive to do to do. One guy told me, no, Mr. Pastor, I want to your car soon. Because I was driving Isuzu Rodeo. You see, but the Isuzu Rodeo that I was driving, it was a free gift to me. My Kobo is not inside. So if you want to follow the free thing that I have, <laughs> you have to go to a bank. One day I saw a pastor friend in Cambodia driving a big car. What's wrong? I saw and said, hey, tell this pastor, Charlie, because you're also, you're also building. In fact, I said in my head that, oh, hey, that you should use the house just to build it. The car uh, house uh, instead, of, instead of building, buying this big car and all this. The one that I met him, when I met him, didn't know what he told me. He said, I pray for somebody from, from America where the person had a child. And the person built this car. I said, You see, oh, oh, we need new. But if it's so terrible, I want to go and buy that thing big car. You break your small, small. You save small, small. Save small, small. You save small, small. I mean, maybe you are building your own own business, but small, small, you are not under pressure. That one, when you even see Coca-Cola, <laughs> do you know this much? Eyes right. When you see Coca-Cola, you are eyes right. We are not in season where we drink Coca-Cola. We drink malt. Recently, I went to, I said, I saw the malt Guinness in the plastic, the small one. I said, how much is it? Seven, five, six, eight. Cool. We want to buy cement, you say we should drink this in. You see, but if you are not wasteful, you see that you don't drink such. Not that you don't want them on, but it's called delaying your rewards. So tomorrow, when you have built a house and now you are drinking that, somebody will say, Hey, try to enjoy. You don't know the years. So be, be wise. Be what? Wise. Don't overestimate yourself. You are getting a loan to buy a car. For what? He wasted his money. He wasted his money. That was his resource. Number three. He wasted his time. 
when I was in primary school, I went to a boarding school. Class two, I was in a boarding school. My father took me to a boarding school. So, I am, I am an experienced boarder. We have been inside. Share. We knew all trees. I mean, we even used to go and steal pepper for purpose farms. As children, with the burning house. And the pepper is in our pockets. Because the food is gary and soup. And the soup, there's two pepper. So you have pepper in our pockets. So when we enter, then we add our pepper and spine it, we eat. So we were some hard notes that have appeared. This guy wasted his time. I don't know how long. No prophets. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16 verse 16 redeeming the time because they, they say, are evil. Now that word redeeming is to buy. Can you give me the message Bible? Buy the time. Buy what? Time. It's like Tomorrow's time will come. Buy tomorrow's time. Do things you'll have done tomorrow. Do it now. Don't waste time because the days are evil. Message Bible. How can you waste all these years? And how can you waste all these years? Let me tell you, time and chance waits for no man. Like I was telling us in the boarding house, in the boarding house, they used to play a, a, a music. Every morning, our proprietor would play a, a music in the speaker. In the, listen, for the children, every morning he would play it. I don't know why he plays it. Maybe for himself. And it's a song. And it goes like, time, time is quickly passing by. The sun is moving through the sky. What time is this? You hear them say, and soon there comes another day. What time is this? You hear them say, and soon there comes another day. It's like time is quickly passing by. The sun is moving to the sky. What, is, what time is this? You hear them say, and soon comes another day. There's no, as I'm talking right now, as I'm talking right now, Monday is coming. So if you don't do what you're supposed to do now, you can't recover. That's why the first 25 years of your, of your life is very, very important. First 25 years. You have to go to school. You can't stay in line. Say, you don't go to school. You have to go to school. You have to educate yourself. Because, because the first 25 years will also determine the next 25 years. Whether you get a job. After 25 years, you must be, I mean, uh, at least you might be heading towards working. 
But if you are following and fooling around, just loitering, area boy, area gang, uh, uh, what, gangalia. Let me tell you, an age will come where you can no longer be an area gangalia. Nobody will mind you. When you are young, it's like you mobilize some boys who are moving around like, like that area. But a time will come, you realize that you can't be that. Yes, because it's not, it's not real life. It's not real life. And you see people who are going to school and learning who didn't seem to, to do anything. Suddenly, they shoot up. Oh dear Jesus. Day 17. 16. Thank you, heaven. Dear Father. Thank you, Father, for heaven in heaven. Thank you, Father in heaven. Thank you, Father in heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Heavenly Father is saying to you and me. Redeem the time. What has been done, do. If you don't witness to people today, today is gone. Don't wait till you are old. Buy the time now for the future. Invest for the future. Why it's not inside? They've removed it. Eh? They've removed it. Some of the Bibles, they are removing. Eh? Is there, but some Bibles they are, they are removing some verses. NIV has some. Gradually removing some verses. That's why King James still looks very powerful. Make the most of the chance you get. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time on foolish friends. Don't waste your time on useless social media watching useless things. And number four, he wasted his sexuality. You see, let me tell you, you can waste your sexuality. And Satan is the one who will like to incite you to waste because he himself wasted 
things in heaven. And he wants the human race to follow him. But the Lord forbid. In Jesus' name. His brother said, In Luke 15, verse 30, his brother said, But as soon as this thy son was come, which has devoured thy living with hallows, the senior brother was monitoring that the guy was into prostitution. If he had stayed in the house, he would have married properly. Instead of marrying properly in the house, he was just following girls. It brought him nothing. It brought him what? Nothing. Have you wondered that? All the sexual escapades has brought you nothing. Nothing. The Bible calls it pleasure of sin. Hebrews 11.25 spoke about Moses choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasure of sin. It's called pleasure but of sin. You know, sin is pleasurable. But it's still sin. A certain young girl said, I never knew that sex was nice until I met the engineer. Tell of bread. Sold his birthright. Just for hundred cities. Just for tigu. Just for shoes. Just for something small that a man bought for you. You sold your birthright. You sold your future. You may think that it's a joke. But it's not a joke. It's not a joke at all. It's not a joke at all. Then you don't know God. You don't know the plan that God has for you. You see, but the devil is the agent of prodigality. He would want you to waste 
you are in love, sleep with everybody, sleep, 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 this, 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 and everything. You are wasting, you are wasting the right of your birth. It's called the right of your because Esau sold his future to Jacob for a morsel of bread. And Bible said, after that, when he sought it with repentance, God did in my name. He sought it with tears. Oh God, oh God, prayer and fasting. You, you have to fear things in the Bible. And you have to believe the Bible is very true. And you have to respect God's word. I'm saying that don't waste your sexuality. Bishop always talks about a guy who was very strong, sleeping girls, sleeping, 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 sleeping. Like very strong. And then he gets married, finally. Oh, me, I'm a strong person. One year, two years, no child. Three years, no child. Let's go ahead and check. You see the wife? When he checks, it's not the wife. When he's not, he has not even a single sperm. So if you want to be a wise serpent, don't waste your sexuality. Keep yourself. Do what? Keep yourself. If Mary had not kept herself, the Holy Ghost would not have been able to use her. Now, as I close, I want to say this. You see, when you are saved, God cleans all that past. And it's clean. But the fact that it's clean is not a prerequisite or a platform to say that, oh, if I do it, I'll be forgiven. So you still do it. After, oh, God, forgive me. Do you know what you are doing? You are tempting the Lord your God. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Satan told Jesus, throw yourself down. Angels will catch you. He said, we don't tempt the Lord our God. That I'm tempting God when I do it, after I confess that you forgive me. We are tempting God. He won't forgive you. You don't like the truth. I say, if you want to be, you must be wise. Be what? Wise. Be what? Wise. Don't waste your relationship. Don't waste your what? Your money. Don't waste your what? Time. Don't waste your sexuality. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Let's be on our feet. Thank you for listening to the refreshing word with Bishop David Yali. Visit us at the Rose of Sharon Cathedral, Love, 
opposite the La Community Bank, Accra, Ghana. For prayer and counseling, please contact us on plus 233-505-304-337. God bless you.